<laughs> Thank you, Barry. Wanted to take some time uh, and just share some perspective with you. I know Alex shared with congregation last week that uh, Melissa Camargo passed away. She passed away about 10 days ago. And I'm, I had mentioned Melissa uh, was going through uh, stage four sarcoma cancer. Uh, she's a 15-year-old gal. Part of our congregation from the time she was around uh, two or three. And uh, she came to know Christ here at Church in the Valley. She's part of the Diamond Bar campus. And so many of us that were a part of the congregation in, in Diamond Bar here know her and are friends with her. We've invested in her. We've loved her. She's, she's loved us. She's, she's, she was a real joy to be around, honestly. And um, she lost her battle uh, with cancer. And as a congregation, we've never experienced something quite like this. I can't think of uh, many things uh, that would test our faith or test someone's faith quite like this. Um, a young lady who is very bright, uh, very enjoyable, very capable. Um, she brought a great deal of joy to her family and friends. And so from our perspective, it seems like her life was cut very short. And in the, the grand scale of things, it, it really was cut short. Uh, she had a lot to look forward to. She had a lot to live for. Her family, uh, you know, is, is going to miss out on her being around. Um, I don't know if you sang the song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord, but uh, last week we sang it in, in Diamond Bar. And it says, Blessed be the name of the Lord when the world's all as it should be. Blessed be the name of the Lord on the road marked with suffering. Well, it really shouldn't be that a daughter dies before her parents. And this is something that has happened to Mary and Reuben, and their family is walking through this time now. It leaves us with a lot of questions. It leaves us with a, a ton of questions. Why? Why would that happen? Our minds reach out to make sense of where God fits into this equation. How, how does this work? How do, how do we struggle with this? And there are specific questions that are going to remain unanswered. They're just, they're just not, we're not going to know the answer. It's a mystery as to why God has allowed this to happen. If, if you aren't close to the situation, it seems like God's checked out. Like he, he just let it go. He, he let her pass on. He has the power to heal her if he's the God of the scripture. He has the power to heal her. He has the power to prevent the disease in the first place even. And so why, why doesn't he answer our prayers? Why, does, why didn't he say yes to our prayers? He did answer our prayers. He said no to our pleadings. But, but why is that? Well, it leaves us with wondering how God could create a world where this exists, a good God the God of the Bible. How could he create a world where evil and suffering exist? Uh, if he did, how can he be good? And the answer to that from Scripture, you find th these are the general answers 
that really help with the specific questions as you grapple with these kinds of things. It's very important to understand what the scripture says about life, about creation, what we can expect from God and what what are, are the limitations of not God, but what we can expect from him. What, how does he operate in this? And the good news is he didn't create the world this way. When, when he made the world, one of the, the common phrases as you go back to Genesis, he, he made the world and it was good. It was very good. There was no evil and suffering in the world at all at this point in the history of mankind. Um, wasn't a part of it. But what happened very early on is Satan tempted the first man and the first woman who then rebelled against God's command. Now, they may or may not have known what would happen next, but as a result of their choice to rebel against God's command, now the world is fallen. Evil and suffering have entered our world and we struggle with it. This is what brought it into our world, this this temptation of Satan and the decision of the first man and woman to fall fall to the temptation. So it's interesting as you read scripture, as soon as Adam, the first man, made that decision to rebel, God put a plan in place to restore creation to the state it was originally made in, to the state where it is good. It's all good. But that's a process. And so he, he kicked it in. He, he kicked in, he initiated his plan to redeem men and women and restore the world to its original condition. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, in the place of sinful men and women who would accept his sacrifice and follow him. If you accept him and follow him, then what happens is he promises you eternal life. Melissa came to that point where she decided to follow Christ. But the first Adam allowed through Satan, temptation, who's the real villain. What happens is something like this happens. It seems like God's a villain. God's the villain here. But no, God's the hero because he's the one that came up with a plan. He sent his son to die. You see, he, he had a son that died as well. Melissa passed away young. But God himself sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. He, he's the hero in the equation. <clears throat> and he's our savior. But what happens is we now live in between the time when the world was good and all was as it should be. And the time when God restores it, when it will be as it should be once again. We're between the time. And so we experience difficulty, hardship, evil, suffering. And if we don't understand what God's done, then we lose perspective in the midst of suffering like this, in the midst of a loss like Melissa. Now, there are some things, seems like God's checked out, but there are some things that Melissa said to her mom in the last couple weeks, in a couple weeks before she died, that was clear evidence of God's presence with her. Clearly, he drew especially close to her in this time. Fifteen years seems like a very short life to us. A friend's father died last week. He was 93. 
That seemed like a longer life. But 15 or 93 really in light of eternity is is like taking a breath. Because eternity lasts a long time. (laughs) Eternity is eternity. And so from our perspective, her life was cut short, and it was. But in light of eternity, that's the only way to make sense of, of following the Lord. This, you have to really believe in Jesus Christ to walk through something like this and be deepened and strengthened by it. So I wanted to take the time this morning to walk through some perspective um, because God is the one who's made a way for us to enter into his presence for eternity. And he gives us the choice. We either accept what Jesus has done, he becomes our hero, or we continue to walk through life feeling like God's a villain. But it's it's circumstances like this that bring the question up in our mind, and then we have the choice. When we have to deal with these, we make a decision to turn to God to seek him out for comfort, peace, perspective, or we turn away from God and we end up living in, in bitterness. And the choice we make in the midst of times like these determines how our life and how our relationships go in the future. It has a tremendous impact on the way we live. So I want to encourage you as things like this come up, you deal with very difficult things in your life, turn to God. Seek Him out. Try to get the questions answered. Now, you're not going to be able to get the specific questions answered, but get the general ones answered as to how this could happen, why God would allow it to happen. Job was a man in the Bible that went through a similar thing. Actually, it was, it was uh, a point in his life where he lost everything. He lost his wife, his family, his kids. He lost everything. And he says in the very first chapter of the book that is written about his life. He says, Naked I came from the womb, and naked I will return. The Lord gave, and the Lord take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He made his choice. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Later in the book, he says, Though he slay me, yet I will hope in him. He, he clearly put his hope in God. His hope wasn't in circumstances. It wasn't in what's going on in this life. His hope was found in the living God who stepped into history in the person of Jesus Christ to give us the hope of forever with him. That, that's the only way it makes sense. He's our, where else are we going to turn in, in the middle of a situation like this? There's nowhere else to go. Either we turn to God or we, re- we reject him and walk away in bitterness. But God brings these things up so that we'd hope in him. So that we'd trust in Him. So that we'd let Him work in us through this event to grow our faith, to shape the quality of our faith, and to help us be the people that bring honor to Him. And then, someday, we'll go and see Melissa again. She knew the Lord. She had come to Him. And so, we don't, we don't grieve like everyone else. We grieve. It hurts. It's difficult. We My wife, Cindy, and I saw Mary, her mother, on Tuesday night. Very, very difficult times. Very dark days for her. 
you could pray for them, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Mary and Reuben. Uh, and she has a little sister, Samantha, who's uh, about seven. She's in first grade. And an older sister, Emily. And a brother that I, I don't know uh, very well. If you'd like to help them, they're, they're obviously surprised by the funeral arrangements that need to be uh, arranged. Things, the service is on Friday at 11 o'clock at St. Stephen Baptist Church in La Puente. Um, but if you'd like to help, you can just put on that envelope that's in your program. You can just check uh, other and put the amount and say Camargo, C-A-M-A-R-G-O. If you'd like to help with funeral expenses and the unexpected cost of this, that, that'd be fantastic. But we turn toward God. We turn away from God. I, I want to encourage you to turn to him. He's the only hope we have. <laughs> this is why we meet every week. Because he is our hope. No matter what happens on the face of this earth, he is the one that we can count on. Let's go to him in prayer. Would you go with me? Father, we thank you for your gift of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your kindness to us. Father, we, we thank you for Melissa's life, the joy she brought to her parents and her family. And we thank you for your kindness in drawing close to her in her last weeks and days. And Father, I pray, God, that you would really use this in all of our lives, those of us who knew her and those who didn't, use this to really grow our faith, not, not tear it down. But God, you, you are the one who stepped into history to make things right someday. You're tarrying, but you have a reason. You have a reason for delay in making it right. And that's so that we could come to know you and walk with you. So, Father, we thank you for what you've done. And I pray that you would really um, just help us and help us to find the hope and meaning in you and nothing else. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.